everyone. Welcome to Gadget Talk. Uh, once again, I'm Derek, uh, Baker Six Clan. To my that direction is Chad. Bounce, bounce. Yeah, that way. And <laughs> I know I'm excited about tonight. What about you, Chad? I'm always excited about these. This is fun. Uh, you know, these are listener builds. Always exciting to see uh, what people do, how they build stuff, and their whole thought process. So, yes, always excited. Oh yeah, that's some. I'm. At, you guys are going to be blown away with some of the 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 caches that you're going to see tonight. Uh, the finish work, the wiring, it, it's it's amazing. Now I've I've already I was telling the guys before we came on, just like an exercise show, you're going to see some really advanced caches with RFIDs, and then I have mine, which is like the basic person, that the one that's just learning how to exercise. That's my cache. So, but we'll get to that later. But before we get started, we got to go ahead and kick off our sponsors. If you'd like to become a patron, click on the Become a Patron link on the front page of the Geocache Talk website or head over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get the now famous blackout coins and other geocaching items during the year. Support levels start as low as the Bison Tube level, which is only $3 a month. Logwork, the creators of the fantastic logbook made with genuine right-in-the-rain paper, the logbook's designed for the micro-containers of the present and future, geared towards the hider who'd rather go caching than doing cache maintenance. Find them at logwork.com. That's L-O-G-W-E-R-K.com. All right. And I guess before we get to anything, there was kind of an announcement that I saw that came out today. Kind of sad, Chad. That yeah. The celebration, Woodstock and all that, that was hopefully going to be happening this year in Seattle and Canada. Once again, it's pushed back another year. So sorry, Gary, you didn't get to spill these beans. I got this one, but I think everybody <laughs> saw it on Facebook. Um, but sad to say, I'm still hoping to get out to get out there this summer because I have family out there and I want to go see them. And of course, I want to go out and see you, Chad, and get some some of your caches out there as well. So. Yeah, I'm disappointed it wasn't – it's not this year, it's next year, but you know, what can you do, yeah. you know? They're yeah. restricted on what, you know, the state's allowing you to do, so, you know, right. have to play so, it safe. Hey, Chad, I think from here on out, we need to get a list of things in the background of yours, and we got to play a game in the back and see if people can <laughs> locate where's different things throughout the, throughout the night. Oh, no, you have, you another have, project to move stuff. Yeah, well, it's just, well, it's just, you got some really cool stuff. I mean, I'm looking at their background right now, and uh, let's see here. Some of the things that you've been working on looks look like you got a pit droid over here on the left. I see, uh, let's see here, uh, a Mandalorian signals back here wearing Mandalorian helmet. There's a superhero Jeopardy thing, which I think we'll get to that later. So I think we need to do find a where's, almost like a where's Waldo thing in your background, because it keeps changing. I think that's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, all those useless things I make during the week, <laughs> stick them back there. I wish I had time to make stuff all like that all the time. That's what's awesome. Well, you know, the 3D printer is kind of nice because you just you hit print and then you forget it until you get home. And then yeah, it's well, cool. I so. wish I could forget it because I worry about it. Um, and I think a lot of us do that. But without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on our guests. And tonight we have Rick or iPiper Co. and... Dave, DJW House. Welcome, guys. Hey, y'all. Welcome. Hi there. Hey, all right. So 
I guess uh, we're going to go ahead and start off with Rick and he's going to tell us a little bit about his, I want to, we want to know a little bit about your thought process on this cache and I'm going to bring it up here just real quick. So everybody can kind of see what it looks like. And this is, let me tell you guys, the finished work on this is absolutely beautiful. I don't think I could put this out in the field. I'm sorry, Rick. I know I couldn't. <laughs> I would be so afraid of water or anything touching that. Well sealed, well sealed. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, tell us about the cash, Rick. So I came up with the idea um, piece by piece. Um, I wanted to create a little bit of an extension of my normal puzzles. A lot of times I'll create something that's two, three steps before you get to the solution, but I wanted to up the ante a little bit. This is the 10th cache in a particular series that I've got called Not Another Bison Tube in a Pine Tree. So <laughs> I've, I've got 11 of them, 12 of them. Um, the 12th hasn't been deployed yet, but uh, basically the history behind it is we, we have a lot of bison tubes in our pine trees here in Colorado because we have pine trees. So everybody camos them up and just kind of hangs them in the pine trees. But I decided a long time ago that that's kind of boring. So we, and we needed uh, to step that up a little bit. So I started with some real simple gadgets, um, little magnetic things, some PVC piping and various other little fun, fun gadgets. But then I really started to evolve a lot more and uh, started creating the bigger birdhouses, incorporating a lot of electronics, whether it be... Um, just simple circuits, um, you know, like we were talking about some segment displays um, and then just a lot of various things. But I still like to have a lot of mechanical parts where I create a, you know, a wood design uh, that you've still got to work through a maze type of situation where you can finally get in. So my inspiration started from that uh, was basically I've come up with as many ideas as I can at this point to trick the cashier lead them astray or try and uh, make their life harder, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, I wanted to do a minimum of six, seven steps to get to the log. And oh, I accomplished wow. seven steps um, needed in order to get to the log. Um, it incorporates two particular technologies. Uh, one is the RFID and the other is just a, a simple um, temporary switch with a, a geared motor. Um, to finally reveal the uh, the bison tube. So in the end, you know, it, I think it, it might have taken me about six months total. Most of that was probably in the finished work. Um, I think it was probably about maybe a month to come up with all the little pieces. Um, I, I primarily use uh, plywood or, I'm sorry, particle board for most of my caches. Uh, I started with plywood and it just seemed too frail in Colorado. It'd get dry, it'd get wood or water in, and it just split to no end. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> Lost my feet on my end. Sorry. Oh, you're all right. <laughs> um, no worries. Uh, so on the inside here, you can see pretty much all of the um, particle board that's there. And it's split into three sections. The top part is basically the final. It's where the bison tube's at. Uh, there's a little sled in there and a little motor that pushes out the sled uh, and reveals the bison tube that drops out from the bottom. Uh, the middle section there is um, the release for the first door. Uh, so you see the little wheel there with a the bar that comes down. 
the little cross piece there is actually a stopper. It stops it from going too high and stops it from going too low. Um, so it works out really well to have that in there. Otherwise, you could probably just spin and spin and spin. <laughs> um, but that was the first part. So I wanted to be able to hide the first part to make it look all seamless on the front. And as you can see here, there's a uh, nice windowsill on the front. Actually, both sides or both windows have uh, windowsills there. If you look at the front, um, there's a top window and a bottom window and a door. Incidentally, a lot of my caches, I put those little gnome doors on there uh, with some little knobs. All I use are popsicle sticks for those. <laughs> so I take popsicle sticks, I sand them a little bit just to get the finish to not be so rough, throw some stain on there and literally just glue it with wood glue onto the front of the cache. Um, this great. particular one has some, <laughs> it's got some of the uh, plastic brick across the bottom there. Um, it's just a little faux front there to make it kind of look, I don't know, maybe finished. So as you as you look at it, most people will will play around with different things. They'll wiggle both windows. They'll try to open the doors. There's little notches in the bottom to try and open those doors and, and they don't open, obviously. Um, so it's a it's a nice it's a nice cache to look at. Like I enjoy I enjoy all the little intricacies there. I've got little birds and flowers and mushrooms and everything. Um, but every piece that's on there does serve a function. So like the first window sill there, um, obviously that, that comes off. Uh, there's a magnet in the bottom of the window and there's a magnet in top of the uh, little window sill there. So it actually, it doesn't come off easy. So even if you were to bump it, it doesn't move. So it does lead, lead them to search other places for a while there. Um, but once you do find that, you'll see that the window spins. And by spinning, it lifts up the lock, which is holding the door down. So think medieval times here on that one. Um, <laughs> it's just a little drawbridge that that slides down into that lock, holding that in place. Um, I do use security screws on all of it, um, but I also do seal my screws. So on the outside, you see that there's no visible screws anywhere. I just use wood putty. Um, countersink them in and then use wood putty over the top. Um, but once you get that door open, this is, believe it or not, this stumps many, many people. And I've always got to chuckle out of reading the logs on this cache where they'll say, well, I managed the first three steps real easy, but then nothing happened after that. I just completely got stuck. <laughs> so um, sometimes I get emails saying I can't get past this step or, um, They'll bring friends. Uh, I've seen quite a few um, logs where they get stuck and they're like, well, I need somebody better at solving these than I am. So they'll bring them out and, and they realize that that back on that door is, is fake there. Um, that's a real simple piece. It's just a dowel that's shoved through the two layers there or sandwiched between the two layers, I should say, with that little wood pane that's uh, glued onto that dowel. Um, dowel's not glued in, so it free spins on that. Um, oh, well. <laughs> believe, it or, believe it or not, that's uh, that's two attempts. My first one was crooked. Even though I thought I drilled straight through, it was crooked. So I had to fill in the holes <laughs> with putty and start all over again. Um, but I did manage to get it straight up and down. And that door just swivels around. But when you're looking at it the first time, it's solid um, because it only swivels if you push on the far left side of it. Um, but if you're trying to reach in the back or you're trying to look, 
it actually looks very finished off to where you can't see anything that's there. But once you swivel that, you'll see the card there. Um, I actually tried several things, and I know that you guys are, are, are toying with the ideas on this. Um, these card readers, they come with key fobs and they come with cards. Um, I could not get the key fob to work reliably on this cache. Um, it had to be in a very specific spot and it had to get through half inch, actually, I think this is five eighths um, uh, particle board. So it had to get through the wood, it had to get through the device, and I just could never get that key fob to work right. Um, I would say five out of 10 times would it actually read it and open the door. Um, however, the cards work every time. So by grabbing that card on the retractable pulley so nobody ever loses it, um, it, as soon as you let go, it zips right back into its spot there. Um, you wave it over the second door and you'll hear the, the chime. And of course the chime uh, opens it right up. Um, and then inside there, you'll see the little um, temporary switch where it's basically spring loaded. You can push on either side and it springs right back. Um, I had to do that uh, because if I were to hold the switch open in any other switch, um, it could burn out the motor or strip the gears. So I needed something that as soon as you let go, it stops the motor from spinning. Uh, so I went with that switch and it's a two way. So um, one side opens, one side closes. You'll notice something um, in this picture too. And I, I wanted this to be a little bit of a, a word of caution too with RFID uh, lock. You see the tape around that reader? <laughs> 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 a, yeah, a thousand times I tested this cache, and I'm not exaggerating on that. Hundreds of times I tested this cache, and never once had an issue with that um, with that reader that's there. The very first finder of this cache um, accidentally closed the door too quick. Uh, I know, um, I know, Derek, you're familiar with those hinges that I've got there. Yes, uh, they're the cabinet hinges, but they're spring loaded. Um, I love them because they keep the cash closed no matter what. And they actually keep a fairly tight seal. So I don't have to worry about water getting in. Um, in fact, if you look on there, there's nothing internally that's sealed. Uh, only the outside edges are sealed with um, a primer and then a coat of paint and then a, right. a couple of coats of poly. That keeps a, a fairly watertight seal in of itself. So this cash has been out for, Oh, maybe six months now in the wild. Um, it's only had 12 finders total so far, um, but it's made it through a Colorado winter <laughs> at this point. <laughs> that's, that's, or a good that's chunk of a Colorado winter. Um, we've had, our, well, our last snowstorm, we had eight inches of snow, and that was Thursday last week. Um, so it's, it's doing fine as far as waterproofing. Anyways, back to that, that tape that's on that door. So because it's spring-loaded, and um, if you're not careful closing it, which apparently out of the hundreds of times that I did it, I was careful, um, there's enough momentum that the batteries actually pop that door out and the batteries come flying out. Um, it happened the very first finder, the door was closed too hard, and the next finder couldn't get the door to open. They said it was dead. So I ran back out there, and um, here's my flaw in one of my designs. I build stuff to be very rugged. I build it to endure most um, abuse, if you will. I hide <laughs> screws. I 
everything that I do is to make it tamper proof so that, you know, the, the average muggle might try or the average cashier can bang on it a little bit and I don't have to worry about it breaking or getting all, you know, damaged or anything. They still surprise me. Um, so I went out and I couldn't get the door open either. Um, but the downside here with this particular cache is that switch, the plate that it's in, I accidentally glued that in place. So oh, it's no. glued and screwed in place. Um, and I, as you know, that doesn't come apart. When that lock is locked, those don't come apart. No. Um, however, I could push that little switch through from the backside <laughs> and in so doing, <laughs> I had that little tiny window where I could get the batteries back into that box and get it to work again. Um, so I thought I had it fixed. I put a little piece of tape around there and, uh, redeployed it. It wasn't two, three finders later that they'd busted through the tape and sure oh, enough, no. those batteries came flying out again. Um, I'm tempted to glue that thing down, <laughs> but I know that would be <laughs> the end of it for me. Um, right. So the tape that goes around there holds that closed. But um, do be mindful of that. If it's a if it's a door or some kind of drop latch where um, that battery can pop out, or maybe it's just the one that I bought. This one doesn't have a screw that holds the battery compartment closed. So that's that's a downside there. Um, but once you hit that switch, um, then it, it just activates the motor up on top and the uh, window actually motorizes straight out. And then uh, you close it by going straight in. And, and once it comes out, the bison tube drops right out through the bottom there. Um, it's, it's a fun cache. I spent a long time building this and obviously a long time finishing it. Uh, the outside actually has a fun technique that I use. It's a combination of three colors um, that I lay with a, a uh, pretty coarse brush, but it mimics a wood finish. Underneath that is yeah. just white primer. Um, and I like to use um, uh, the, uh, oh, what's that called? Um, Kills Outdoor um, Primer. And that seems to seal up that wood really well. I know a lot of other people use Flex Seal and things like that. Uh, flex seal is too expensive for me, <laughs> but the kills uh, outdoor works great. Um, it seals that wood up perfectly. And then over the top, then I just do two, three layers of that paint alternating between a black and a brown. And uh, I get that really nice fake wood look uh, to it. And then any real wood parts, um, I actually just use a regular stain for. Um, on this one, I don't know if there's any good pictures of that chimney that's up there on the top. Uh, um, let me see. This one? Kind of, yeah. Um, all that is is just a, a, I just dabbed it with multicolor paints, grays, and everything to make it look stone. And I took a Sharpie over it, and, uh, and it looks like stone. I might be able to get a better shot if you switch back to me here. Um, yep. Let's see if I can get that. Um, so that's kind of a neat little, uh, here we go. Um, neat little texture for anybody who may want to try finishing these. Um, let's see here. There's a, that's, uh, that's different really cool angle. Looking. Yeah. And it's um, really cool. It, the finish work on that's just phenomenal. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. There's a little blocked out there. I got to see what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that on here. I'm like, what's that? Um, but I always like throwing some extra other touches in there. You know, I got the bird there and some mushrooms and a little bit of moss that's on there. I've got other caches where I do that too. 
Uh, I have a really old cache. It's kind of funny about that. Um, I used a lot of that moss that was on the roof. And uh, one day I happened to go by there and there was about five birds stealing all the moss off there from their <laughs> nest. I was like, all right, so we won't be using that stuff anymore on nesting, the roof. Ooh, free nesting material. Nesting material. <laughs> exactly. So somebody, so, uh, Dan, on your has – real quick, sorry. Uh, Dan had a comment. Uh, why not print a uh, cover that will lock it closed? So something uh, – a, print, a 3D printed something that might – lock it in there somehow so that that battery doesn't come out open as easy you know that would probably be a good idea so far that tape is held yeah. <laughs> i'm not knocked um i don't have a 3d printer but i do have a friend that does so that could be something that uh that comes about here um something to clip over the top of that which right. would work really well if i could clip from the top and bottom and just go right over the top of that uh, yeah. that would hold it in so um, and otherwise i would some kind of clamp. Sorry, Chad, go yeah, ahead. You could do a flat plate with some legs with screw holes in the legs of you know that would just go right over the top of it and hold it that in. That would work well too. But yeah. I'm thinking you didn't do the bypass wire for the power. Um no that it's that would be tricky. Um I <laughs> actually I needed the bypass to reprogram it recently. Um I'd lost the programming of the card. Um I'm not sure what happened there, but uh I did have to plug it back into my computer uh, in order to get the, uh, programming back, um, that was on there. And I tried some other tricks to get around that, but, uh, none of those work. So, um, but you're right. I, if I could, I probably should put that wire in there and run it to the backside of the cache through the inside, just in the event that a battery does die. Uh, the packaging said that it's good for, what was it? 3,000 some opening and closing, if I remember right, on the two double A's that are in there. Um, I will probably never see that in the lifetime of this cash. Um, however, I did just put new batteries in just to be sure. <laughs> Even though I've only had 12 finders, I put some new ones in anyways. Um, if, if that ever comes to the day, uh, I am working through that hole again in the back to try and undo the hinge. Right. So I would be, I'd be in a world of hurt if that happened again. So, um, you're probably right. I do need to drill a hole and run that cable <laughs> through there <laughs> for safe, for good measure. Right. And yeah. then Adi Olson said, uh, never un underestimate what an impatient cashier can do to a gadget cash. So oh my goodness. I can't even tell you. I've, um, one of my worst ones, it's a, it's a three-step um, cache and it's all mechanical. That one doesn't have any, any electronics, but um, yeah, I've had to rebuild it four times now, I think it is. Oh, wow. And it's just, it's crazy sometimes the amount of force that can be generated from something so small and easy <laughs> as yeah. a capture at the end. Yeah, I think my limits too. If I have to rebuild it twice, I'm building something different to put in that place or finding a new spot. <laughs> So, yep. but Rick, Spots that is key. just such a beautiful cache. I really love that. That's just yeah. what a love the steps that it takes all the multiple steps to get into it. Um, it's just not as easy as just coming up and finding the RFID card and dropping it <laughs> in and getting into it. it that's, and the finished yeah. work by far is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I do like that little trick here. I know it's real simple, but you'd be surprised at how many people do get stumped with this. Um, this little back door, it just, it defies most people. Um, 
on how to get past that. So I do like that. I would say the motor is fun, but I've got other motorized caches. This little trick door, that'll stump people every time it seems like. And I, I that one was fun. <laughs> I had fun creating that little swivel there. Um, and of course the uh, RFID card pops right out as soon as you open that. Um, and the familiar chime that you get. Do they all chime? I'm actually not aware if they do or not. Mine does, but that, I don't know if the ones that Chad and uh, Dave have done do. Right. I have both. I know the one you have um, does chime, and I actually like that chime. I think that's really cool. I do, too. I like um, the chime as well. It definitely gives you confirmation say, that you got it. <laughs> I will say I have the same one you have there, and I have tape over the door as well. Uh, because <laughs> same reason. Um, yeah, but it, it just pops up, out. Yeah, and then it ended up breaking – the uh, the tabs off of the door. The oh no, that's a worst. Yeah, my times. So anyway, uh, my dad has a 3D there. printer, so he can print himself a new door. The other style, <laughs> yeah, the other style actually has a screw down battery. Much door. better, much um, better. I'll throw some batteries in it here while we're going over everything, and uh, I'll see if it makes a noise. All right. I don't remember. All right, Dave. I think you're next up on, on deck here. Hi. Hey, uh, Rick, that was awesome. It was great to see. Um, I, I got two of them I was going to talk about here, two that I've got that are RFID um, related. I don't know, maybe I'll hit the, uh, the one that sort of Chad and I have a special thing going here first. Um, the, the, a lot of times the inspiration for the caches come out of um, the, I, the idea or the game or something like that. Uh, but this is one of the cases where it's the technology, the the RFID card that sort of kicked in the idea to have a cache. And, um, I, you know, I looked and thought about hiding the card and, and you know, I'm not saying like Rick did, but I mean, some clever way to reveal the card and then use the card to open. And um, at some point, chewing on that a little bit, I started to think about maybe having one card or three cards of different colors and you had to put them down in an order, but then you need three readers. And then it was like uh, 10 cards or 15 cards. What can I do with that? And that's kind of where we got to the, the two we'll talk a little, little bit about tonight. And one of them is a, a Jeopardy game. And uh, essentially the, the answers to the, or excuse me, the responses to the Jeopardy answers, uh, you use the cards in order to uh, provide the answer. And the other one is is kind of built off of the uh, uh, the guessing game where you uh, I can't remember the name of the original uh, yeah what what's uh, the game there uh, where you identify the people with certain characteristics and you try to uh, distill it down to who's the one kind of a thing and I did a little different spin in that because it's a solo game not a two player game uh, kind of a thing but but the one I'm kind of excited about and it's kind of odd is let's, let's talk a little bit about Jeopardy. Um, this one was out at, uh, in fact, there's probably some installed version uh, pictures in there. This one was up at West Bend Cash Bash. They had a superhero theme uh, one year, and so I went with a um, superheroes in Jeopardy um, uh, cash idea. And this is before I've mod uh, on the uh, the covers to the cards. Uh, you know, just printed them out, mod podged them on. 
trimmed them and sanded them and put some uh, coatings and stuff on them. But basically use 10 cards. And here's kind of the inside of the, the final cache. You can see there's a slot in the middle for the responses and all the, all the answers to do it right in Jeopardy. All the answers are basically uh, provided audio. And then the responses, you decide which superhero uh, they're asking the question about. So that's kind of the gist of it. And this one was fortunate enough to put a whole ammo can size uh, for the, for the uh, with a lock on it that you got the combination for for the end. So that's, yeah, that's it installed. It was pretty good size. That's a um, good size cache. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's not there now for multiple reasons. I mean, uh, property responsibility among them, but uh, also it was up in West Bend, a little more difficult. So that is my, uh, and maybe you can show the electronics uh, side of that too, right. uh, mm -hmm. Derek. Um, was, a, was a kind of a fun build because it took the audio that I started doing on some of the caches and combined it with the RFID reader. And it was almost like taking pieces of other caches. And you can see the blue reader there, the thickness, I think it's quarter inch uh, basswood. I love basswood for, for building things. Uh, before I learned that Chad has all that plexiglass, it looks even better. Um, but you can see how thick that is and the cards go right through that, no, no issues. That's the, the solution slot kind of thing. So anyway, it, it turned out great. The sad thing was, you know, after a period of time, this one um, came down, but I kept the electronics. And maybe that's part two of the story here is uh, Chad and I were chatting about this one and uh, he liked it and I liked it and I wanted to see this get back in. So essentially I've packed this up and sent the electronics up to Chad and he's going to give it a second life. So that's kind of part two of the first RFID cache we'll talk about. We'll finish on that, and then I can talk about the other cache maybe a little bit too. Yeah, I want to say that that cache, when I found it in West Bend, is my favorite cache that you've that I found of yours. Thank um, you. I really was looking forward to finding that the farmer over the river one. Um, oh I yeah, find that one. love boat. Yeah, whatever that's called. Oh, love boat. Yeah, okay. Uh, but this one here is amazing. And then you made it a little bit harder. Uh, now and I like it even more. So it's it's great. I've actually tested out on a couple family members and they love it. So is the superhero Jeopardy is that the one that's behind you, Chad, or is that something completely different? So what it is is you saw what Dave had there, right? Uh, in the picture, um, I have a certain container it's going to go in, okay. uh, and so I uh, he sent me the the cash. And okay. I'm rebuilding the container itself. So it's a little bit different from what you saw. It looks more like an ATM now. But uh, <laughs> Does it give money? But, Is uh, it a cash? Does yeah. it get cash? Cash that gives no. cash? No, it just gives you a logbook. It gives you a smiley. Um, but is it a right uh, in the rain logbook? <laughs> it actually is. Uh, somewhere <laughs> around here in all my stuff. I just had the logbook somewhere, but anyways, it is right in the rain. I actually made the, the door fit a right in the rain logbook. So for that size, uh, because, um, Dave gave us the, uh, covers, the file for the covers of the logbooks, wherever I put those. Oh yeah. And that we can, on my dresser. Yeah. That looks Yeah. Good. That fit right in the front. So I wanted to make sure I was able to use that on the cap. Yeah. So, um, 
it's yeah, kind of nice to, to bounce ideas. I mean, just to interrupt a little bit here, but the, the, the covers, the right in the rain, the printing, um, the caches I had, it, it, it told you a combination to a lock. That's not Chad's style. So we needed to add some relays and things to have it open one of those doors, uh, which made it a little different. And he added some other fireworks to it too. So uh, it was kind of fun to not only give it a second life, but also to upgrade it a little bit in the electronics, but upgraded a lot in the final look, which we're not, we're not there yet, but I mean, uh, I'm excited to see when it, what it, what it looks like in the end here. It's going to be, uh, uh, my baby growing up to being a big girl. <laughs> Are so, we ever happy yeah. with the way they look? <laughs> I'm never that, happy with that, the way they look. <laughs> that's the fun part. Um, just like last time when I was talking about that RFID reader here, um, from the, the, uh, nuclear case, um, had the idea for it and sent some stuff over to Dave for some questions. And then he's like, Hey, how about if you make it do this and this, you know, make it beep and, and make sound and change the coordinates on it or, you know, the time between the two spots. And I'm like, yeah, perfect. If you can do that. So bouncing ideas off of other people is great because you, then you come up with the, the final product is even better. So on this, uh, the original one, Dave, it, it beeped out a code for the lock. Right. Um, for me, I'm like, I like to have the doors pop open. That, to me, I, I really like that aspect of it. Um, plus, this has power all the time. Uh, it's on a loading dock, so it will always have power. Uh, so I wanted to make sure that no one had to bring batteries, I had to change batteries, I have to do anything. Um, so Dave changed it so it will run off of, of regular power. And then I wanted the door to, to pop open, so he added that code to it. And then I have a red beacon light that's going to hang up above it about five feet that will actually flash uh, for 30 seconds after you, you solve the puzzle. Oh, wow. So we added that to it as well. Um, so anyways, it's, I don't have the container. It's behind me on the other side of the podcast booth, but this is, this is pretty much it. Um, I wanted, you know, I, I did a lot of thinking on how do I make it look as good as this right here. Right. So, I really like how he has all the superheroes on there, but I didn't know how to, to make them stick on there. Um, I don't have a, 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 a vinyl cutter that will print. So I just started building. This is actually my second one I've done of this. Changed it a little bit, but I thought I have a CNC machine so I can cut the superheroes thing out and put a light behind it, you know, kind of shine through. And then I thought, well, what if I make the light change color? So I, I added that to, to that. So I end up, and this is actually a test piece. I got to recut it. So it's centered and everything. Um, so I added that. And then I thought about adding the buttons that light up, which Dave's original one did, but the start didn't have a light up button. And then I wanted, there was the actual LED here that went here that said ready. And I said, well, what if you just make the card slot light up green when it's ready instead of having an LED. So a few things changed, changed over it, but, it's going to be the exact same cache, just a different face. So wow. it's, it's really cool. Now on your, on the LEDs where it's lighting up the superhero, is that just like an RGB LED single or how are you doing that? Which with the buttons? What? No, where the superhero jeopardy, how that's changing colors. How did you do that? Yeah. It's just a, a light strip that you buy the cheap $12 ones off of Amazon that plug okay. in. It actually has a remote and you can do different settings. You can leave it all one color if you want. You can have it flash really fast through colors. I kind of have it fading through the colors. I don't know if I like that or, yet or not, but I thought it was kind of fun. 
Yeah, that's that's um, really cool. I love it. And then when you and then when you actually find the cache, I mean, when you start the cache up, I mean, it places the Jeopardy. I don't know if anybody's found it. It plays a Jeopardy song and everything, and it's just amazing. I mean, that's what really makes the cache is the is what Dave put out there. So this will this will be really fun. Well, once again, another reason for me to get up there, even facing pandemic time frame, I may have to make it up there in the summer just to get that if you get it out by then. So that's just yeah. really cool. Really love that. Another RFID. So two really phenomenal caches right there. And I like what you're saying, Chad and Dave, kind of about the, um, I'm trying to think of co-op, not co-op where you're working together, collab, collaboration. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a long day. Uh, the collaboration. Um, cause I know my video that I did last week, uh, which was the infinity mirror. Rick is the one that shared that with me. And it was, it was kind of crazy that I meant, no lie. I, and this, I wasn't exaggerating the night before I'd seen it on TV. And then Rick goes, Hey, check this one out. If you ever short of time, need content to build a cache. And I'm like, I build a new one every week. I always need new caches. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like, yeah. So he showed that to me and I was like, that is just so cool. Um, so the collabs and I know Rick, you and we've kind of talked a little bit that we want to kind of do maybe a couple other collabs here and there. So we'll see what we can come up sure. with. Hopefully we'll come up with something as good as a Dave and Chad did there. So we'll see That's what we can do. That's going to be hard to beat. That is going to be way hard to beat. <laughs> Challenge That's accepted. all Dave. I just put a, I just put a fancy face on it. It's, it's all Dave, really. The cash is the, how the cash is built on the inside. The electronics is, is really what makes it. So, but it, it will be really fun. Nice, but you got to have a nice looking car too. That's how I do it. It looks good. It's what was it? Transformers Bumblebee was originally like that. The old beat up. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Thunderbird, not the Thunderbird. Um, Folks, a beetle. Camaro. Well, he was a beetle, but the, when oh, they I first came out, he was that old oh, yeah. Camaro, but they pulled up the hood and it was like this really nice car, really nice engine. <laughs> but yeah. So. All you right. Touch base on the, uh, the second one. Yes. Um, so, so um this is again sort of the, the, the basis of this, and, and if you've got the uh, the, the characters there, um, the idea of this was to take the game. In fact, the scripts you see there are buying the game. What's the name of the game? Uh, I think it really is Guess Who. Maybe it's Guess Who's the original game, and I and I oh I and I called it which which who's the one? Uh, the Guess Who game. <laughs> This is actually the way the strips come, and you can see I'm laying out uh, holes for LEDs here uh, to go underneath one that I can select and indicate um, which of these LEDs, uh, which are which characters are involved, and things like that. And um, the trick here was probably trying to turn this from a two-player game into a one uh, one-player game. And so I think, and and there's a, actually a spreadsheet here. It's probably the first time, maybe the second time, because I've done this before, where you have a spreadsheet on, on Gadget Talk. But I had to take all those pictures and look at what were the characteristics of each one, the hair color, bald beard, big lips, small nose, all the things, and basically map all of that out in order to find um, what combinations would make sense to isolate one individual with that. So the example is, you're going to look for the only person that has one characteristic and you don't know which it is. 
the answer could be it's the only one with yellow hair. It could be the only one with a small nose. And I'm going to light up. I think it starts with maybe five characters with an LED below it. And you're going to look through it and figure out who has the one characteristic no one else has. And then if you get that one right, then I put up six people. And if you get that one right, then I put up seven people. But in order to do that, I had to have a, a, a very interesting algorithm on who is it that I pick to make sure that they never had the same characteristic as anybody else. So if you randomly pick six people, search through, figure out if one of them has already a unique characteristic. If not, then you keep cycling people through until you find someone who has got one and only one characteristic different than all the rest. And then in the game, and maybe you've got the front plate in a different picture here. Um, yeah, it's got the set of cards. It's got those 15 characteristics on it. And I'll just light an LED up ran somewhat randomly underneath, again, five or six people. And uh, you've got to look at those five or six people and see who has the one unique characteristic. And you guess what it is if you're right uh, three times in a row, you get you get the uh, the combination. If you miss any of them, you go back to the beginning. You got to do it three times without a mistake uh, oh, to wow. get it. So um, this this actually, besides the, the the cards here, has a a bounce bounce addition to it because in Gadget Cash, um, <laughs> you know, I I was always uh, adding resistors to my LEDs and putting them in mounts and all that stuff. But on Gadget Cash, this guy named Chad, he brought out these. Amazon LEDs, you buy LEDs, you buy 500 of them for a dollar or something. And they've already got the resistor <laughs> built in. They're already pre-wired. I mean, I've got like 20 characters here, or maybe it's 24, but a lot of people, everyone has an LED. Let's see, three, six, yeah, 18, 24 people. So I had to put 24 LEDs in, and I didn't want to wire those. So when you flip to the backside, what you'll see is a lot of black tape because those are the bounce bounce pre-wired LEDs from Amazon. <laughs> and it was so easy just to stick them in a hole and glue them, stick them in a hole and glue them. But I had to keep them all straight. So there's a little blue tape on there with the number written of which one it is uh, to get them all wired up kind of a thing. So yeah, again, you see the same RFID reader slot made out of basswood in the bottom of the picture there uh, that you saw on the, uh, um, the Jeopardy one. And I'm sure a lot of cashers do this. You take, yeah, the, the, the piece from uh, Jeopardy there. And if you look at the back of the one from, uh, who, you know, who's the one, you'll see in the bottom there, there's the same, uh, the same piece. So it's nice to kind of keep track of what you do the first time. And to be honest, as I've been going forward, I just reuse uh, a lot of what I've done before. So this one's still in the wild. This one's still active. Um, and uh, one of the newer caches uh, that I've got out. And uh, I don't know, RFID, 15 cards, and uh, it's, I think it's a lot of fun. It's fun for, it's not too hard, not too easy kind of a thing. Um, had, a, had a fun time doing that one. Yeah, Robert is saying that was an adventure to get to as well. Uh, so you know, evidently you had it stuck out someplace crazy. Well, I don't, you know, it's, it's funny. I've, I've never been there when it's crazy. I walk <laughs> out there through this low grass, and it's always dry ground. And I walk in and it's like, why are people having issues with this? But when they write in their logs, apparently that area floods sometimes. Or if you come in from different angles, it can be very, 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 very bushwhacky. So yeah, yeah it, it, it's kind of funny. I've never ever gone there to service it and had issues getting there. 
And it's like so often somebody will say, oh, my gosh, you know. <laughs> well, it's like the storm drain I did for my first video. It had six inches of water in it. And the cash owner goes, wow, I've never seen it with any water in it before. Great. <laughs> yeah, you got the lucky all right. Robert said bushwhacky, yes. <laughs> I'm going to share one more thing just to go with that. So so we've all been using these uh, cards. And um, one of the things, if if I put this up to a relatively this bright light here, um, there is – got to do this back. Oh, yeah, there. Chad's got the has a picture yeah. of it, and you, and you can see there's a little chip there that'll show up behind in the. There you go, and you can see the there's a wire that runs around it, kind of a thing. Um, the first thing I discovered was, um, sorry for the light, is get a watch where you punch the hole <laughs> to to keep <laughs> these things retained because you don't want to cut that wire. That's number one, and the other thing is I just tried this today. And these are little stickers, and I was kind of surprised. They they read the same as those cards, and these are little adhesive strip stickers. And I just tried them on my reader here, and they're paper thin, they're adhesive, and I don't know if it'll it'll focus in on this one, probably not. But uh, it's got the little loop on it. It's got a chip on it. It's got one k of of memory on it that you can program. And uh, I don't know, I got to think of something to do with this RFID, um, you know, 50 of them I got on, on paper tape here, you stick <laughs> cards and have every card unique, that kind of a thing. So th this is going to be probably something to spin into the next uh, RFID uh, cache is these thin little stickers. So something for someone else to take advantage of. That's that cool. Actually... We talked about those. Uh, last episode, I think a little bit about the sticker ones, but okay. yeah, I have any information on them. Yeah, I had, I had bought them. I'd never used them. And today I just stuck one on my reader here and uh, they read fine. So, and, and they seem to work the same as the cards. Now, I'm not sure on the distance. I know Rick mentioned about the distance uh, for, the, for these, these little blue uh, dealies. They don't necessarily work the same. I don't know. They sure look like they're probably this one and the same. Or maybe your, yeah. your your board was a little thicker or something. They probably just had one of these stickers on the inside. <laughs> so that's really cool. So I guess I'm last. And like I said before, you've seen the really cool ones that are for all the cool kids that are really good at doing all this other stuff. Well, time to get to mine. It's I'm the beginner basic one, like the exercise person. So um, I'll go ahead. And, and I did reveal started this one i did a build video with this one when we talked about this as part of the challenge and i said i was going to reveal how i was going to hide the um the actual card tonight and that's what i'm going to do here so it's really a basic birdhouse with deckwood so i've made it with deckwood everything looks good so and believe it or not the actual card is on here already and there was a lot of really cool recommendations where people were giving me to one of them i was really thinking of was have it on a tape measure up and up in a tree and you had to pull it down and you ran it over the box that was one uh there was another one somebody mentioned and this one was kind of i don't know if this one would work because i don't think it would be allowed but have it on on a trackable and somebody had to find the trackable and then bring it to it and do it that way cool but i don't know i 
I've never had a trackable last, so I don't think I would want to put the key fob on that and on a trackable and then never shows up again. And then I can't get it to the cache. Um, so there's a lot of different ideas there, but the one, one that I end up going with, because if I, I don't know where this is going, I may not have a tree to put up a tape measure to get to it. I wanted it actually on the cache itself. So what I've done is, so I have security screws up here, but those are fake. So it just comes up off the lid and there's the RFID card right there. And I have blocked it in as well with uh, put security screws where it's blocked in. So if I need to do cache maintenance, or if I need to change the batteries, I just take those out and I can get my hand down in there to get it open. So I just take it, hold it over the door, and then simply into it. So just a really simple way of doing the RFID reader. And it is the same one. And I'm going to have to 3D print something to put over this after hearing Rick talk about that tonight. Um, it's a good thing I have a 3D printer right over here. So I will start working on a design and I may be talking to you, Dave, to help me. Um, so, because <laughs> you're much better at the cab than I am. But so that's just a really simple way of doing this. And it's just, I use screws on the top just because it was easier and I could, if I needed to get it adjusted right, I can always adjust it a little bit down. And then that just fits right back on, pushes it down. Good to go. And it's back. And with the fake screws there, even if you can see the screws, they're sticking up on the side, it looks like it's actually going through. So it's actually just a real simple, easy way. Definitely does not have the finished work that Rick's has or the beauty that Chad's and Dave's had, but it's a birdhouse, and I like birdhouses. So just a it real works. It does the job. Way. Yeah, it's just a simple, still going to get make smileys. Get you know what I like the best about that is the sound it makes when you open up the cache, when you scan that card. I love that sound. That is a really sound. Yeah. So yeah, I love fake screws. Cool way of doing it. And I think if you can build a birdhouse, you can build this one. So yeah. uh, one thing here, we'll get back to Dave. So I took the top. I don't know if you know that the center of these come out. No. Okay. So um, anyways, it is probably what's in that sticker, but it's just glued into that. <laughs> Yeah, into this so, looks like it might yeah. be a little thicker. It does look, yeah, it looks pretty thick, thicker. yeah. But anyway, yeah, and then these just it just pops right back in, so this could be. But, anyways, if no one knew that it comes out, that's it can. That's great. That does add a little bit of distance there, too. I wonder if that might be part of my issue through the wood is the fact that I can hold the card right up to the door. Uh, whereas in that fob there, it's set off another quarter inch, it looks like, or so. Right. Well, and I know the fob, the fob worked on mine, and that's five-eighths, I think it is. Oh, wow. And it worked on there every single time. I mean, well, nice. I had to run it over, find the right spot. It happened to be, just by luck, I did not plan this. But that little <laughs> knot right there is actually where it is. So, um you just gave everybody a hint. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, this isn't painted yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> For my testing, that's where it was at. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I, I think it's really cool. I like this one. Um, so, like I said, you have your advanced, more advanced, super advanced, basic. 
So <laughs> in your description on that one, Derek, is it going to say you have to find a tool or is it going to say you have to find, you know, or a tie, I mean, or you have to find an RFID card? Does it say specifically what you have to do? I don't know yet. I haven't got that far. I just built the thing. I haven't, be... figured, out. I haven't figured out how to tie it yet. It'd be cool if you routered out that that lid a little bit, and then you put the RFID card in, and then you glued over a piece of, of you know eighth inch or something over the top of it. Right, it's actually glued. You see it. And then I put um, some plexi with some screwed in some plexi, so it doesn't come out. So it's actually locked in there. And then yeah, I was just thinking about hiding it even more. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it brought it out and put it in there. Make it invisible. Oh, yeah, all yeah, the lid comes off. What's it do? Yeah, <laughs> I still can't Anyways. get to the catch. It's missing out of the top of it. <laughs> I'll just get my hammer. No. <laughs> hey, stop that! Don't give them hints. <laughs> give them ideas. So nice. That's really fun. Nice job on that one. Thank you. That's good. And that was all from the challenge that we gave all our viewers uh, in this, and Rick and Dave both showed up on that and that's just really cool i really love those these different ideas and rick where do you get uh, your inspiration from you know i get a lot of it from watching um uh, i hate to give away my secrets but um chris ramsey oh. he's a magician <laughs> um but he's a he solves puzzle boxes um in his show and puzzle locks i love love watching those solves on there and That's i'll admit <laughs> um i steal a lot of, of those those little intricacies um i like the wood builds like i said i've got a ton of electronic caches that are out there in various forms um leds motors obviously this one here um the segment displays with the read switches and things like that but i also have quite a few that are mechanical uh, that are just wood-based, um, where you've got to slide things, turn things, and get just the right position. So if you were to pin down one idea for these complex ideas, it probably comes from Chris Ramsey. Other things are just crazy stuff that I come up with off the top of my head. Of how could I get something like this to work? And then before you know it, I've got a whole cache built around that one concept of how do I get this to work? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well... I know Chad and I both watch Chris Ramsey and I know Gary who's also in was in the chat room. I don't know if he's still there. We all watch Chris Ramsey every week. Videos <laughs> come out on Wednesday. Um, so yeah. And I agree with Dan here. We need a $30,000 gadget cash in the wild. Right. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and put that out there. Go for it. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I was going to show this is one that I actually started building for him. Um, I talked to Chris Ramsey and he wanted to, I have a few of them, but it has a few things and I haven't finished working on it anymore, but I need to get back to that. It's something that I think is about a year ago Yeah, that I talked to him. Maybe not, so, I think so, hey, maybe not quite a year ago. Chad's building one for Chris. So hopefully I could be lazy and finish it. Sometime in the next year, we'll get to see that on his channel there. So that'd be really cool. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. So are yep. there any questions in from, oh, Gary says, yeah, Gadget Talk and me uh, <laughs> watch it every week. Yeah, in fact, Gary half the time sends us a message like, did you see this week's? So uh, <laughs> usually my lunchtime on Wednesday is what I, I'll sit down and watch it as I'm eating lunch. Um, 
something with my phone and whatever I'm eating. Um, so, but I just, the chat room has been, we haven't really spent a lot of time in the chat room tonight and I apologize for that, but it's been a lot, a lot of stuff's going on over there. Uh, so I just really thank everybody for there. Um, and I thank everybody that sent us, sent us pictures of their caches and everything. It was absolutely phenomenal seeing those. Um, I know Chad, are we working on another challenge, something for the end of the month and give it for next month? So I think what I would like to do and I, and maybe the next episode, we kind of go over a beginning of one, but you know, supposedly events are supposed to be opening back up here and they are in certain areas. I think it'd be fun to do a, uh, a puzzle box that you have a trackable number in. So in order for people to discover that trackable, they have to solve your puzzle. Um, myself, I think that'd be fun. And I'd love to see ideas that other people come up with. Uh, and then you can take that action and use it to make cash as well. Okay. So that might be our challenge. We'll have to see, we'll have to talk about it here and then we'll have to, we'll release it. But I, personally, I think that that'd be fun. You can use your RFID that we showed tonight. Um, you can go back to using the, um, the LCD and you know, the, uh, pin pad, uh, the keypad. Okay. Uh, or you can go back to just using, you know, LEDs at flash type of thing. You can use right. any of those ideas or any idea you come up with yourself and make a puzzle box. Maybe a peephole that you have to look different peepholes and to get different numbers. And they may be, I don't know, uh, glow in the dark or something like that. I don't know. Just some different UV, ideas. Yeah. I mean, you have your advance and then we can have the other side of this too. And I, I like the other side a lot of times, <laughs> so, but yeah. I, I just, you know, what, I like that. one that I started making is a laser, a visible, well, I had two, visible beam laser and, and then a regular red laser. And I have a can of that fake smoke that we use to test uh, smoke detectors with. Okay. And it would bounce around and you can't break the beam, but you have to be able to reach in to grab the cash or push a button. <laughs> um, oh, that's but, cool. Uh, yeah. So any of that stuff would be fun. Bring the kids for that one. Little yeah. hands. <laughs> So let's see a video of a cold call talk to a business owner to get permission to place a cash on their property. Well, Chad, you that a lot. yeah, you're the best <laughs> one at that since you, I don't know how a cold call works on that. That's no, I like to get in front of them and show them and, and uh, you know, show them what it is and talk to them a little more about it rather than just call someone and say, Hey, do you know what this is? And can I put something on your property? We've yeah, got a, We've got a theme park here in Colorado Springs called the North Pole. Um, and uh, for Christmas, I released a series of seven catches, uh, Elf on the Shelf themed with a over-the-top uh, final. I literally just drove up there, uh, went to the front door and asked to speak to the owner. And sure enough, he came out. I showed him what the caches were that I wanted to place around his area without question. He's like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. He's like, where do you want it? And I was like, well, let's see where I can put it. They are very cooperative when you see the owners, show them what it is, explain it to them. So now I have security that's for the theme park watching my cash for me all the time. And the owners and everybody else knows that it's there too, to bring in a little extra business to the area. Most businesses that I've come across, they seem pretty enthusiastic when you show them what it is how it fits their theme of whatever the business might be or building. I do enjoy talking face to face, but I've done some cold calls too. Cool. That is really, yeah. really great. 
Um, so I, I, that's how I've done. I've just asked the owner is the best thing. And I know yeah. the first ever gadget talk, uh, it was just Chad and Gary. I wasn't on it yet. Um, you, y'all talked about getting permission. So if you want to see yes. that one, go back, go back almost a year now. <laughs> yeah. It's almost, a, yeah, that almost, almost a year, year old now. So go back Man. to that one. The first Happy ever birthday. gadget talk and you can see that, see that one. We'll have to go back and see actually when that one actually was. So, so Rick, do you take photos? Oh, sorry, Eric. Uh, do you yep, take photos ahead. out? Um, of the caches, or do I take them out? Like, of caches or something to give an idea of what you're making? Um, yeah, I take a lot of pictures. Um, I share a lot with friends. Um, I usually take my caches to – I've taken them to work. I take them to friends' houses, my parents, and – yeah, I, I do pretty much broadcast way earlier than I should on some of them. <laughs> yeah, no, I take, um, yeah, when I, say, when I yeah, go I out to sell these to owners, I take pictures. Oh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I have this book, yeah. right? And that helps when you can show them what, right. you're, what you're thinking about putting out there as well as, uh, you know, depending on how complicated it is, I'll make a sample of what I'm thinking of. Yes, no, I actually, I've, I scroll through my phone quite a bit. So yeah. I, I do that a lot too, um, especially with the government facilities. Um, one of the towns that I work with here in Colorado, um, the town of Monument, um, each time I go into a new department, I'll show them, these are all the other caches that the other departments have approved. And they think it's pretty cool as I scroll through there and show them where it's at. Um, so I don't have a book, but that's actually a better idea than scrolling through my phone takes a while to find some of those pictures when you got 10,000 pictures on there. Yeah. Yep. Done it both ways, but uh, that's cool. I'm glad you're able to get them out there. Yeah. What's your secret, Dave? Put them in the woods where nobody uh, needs permission. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've, I've done a few where I've needed permission and I've taken them in and I've probably got 50, 50 and uh shown pictures and probably got some approvals i think smaller businesses are very willing to try i think i've had more trouble finding a good location than i have uh finding people agreeable once you find a good location that kind of a thing so um i've been holding back with all the COVID stuff going on i just think there's enough going on with restaurants and bars and places so uh, come spring i think we'll We'll try some of the uh, bounce, bounce, uh, three ring binder approach. See how that's going to go. I think that's a great way to do it. Certainly, bringing the cash out if you can is is. Uh, I think people love to see this stuff, and they just think we're crazy. And you always tell a crazy person, yes, I think too. So, yeah. right, we don't look dangerous, just crazy. <laughs> yeah. So Dan had a question. Do you also tell law enforcement that it is coming out and show them the cash? Um, so, because I know I've seen. Some beautiful caches go boom by law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad. That's unfortunate. And it, it gives, is. you know, it gives the game a bad name when that happens too, as well, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and one of those I, was called Ringus, Rings of Fire, and it went up in a blazing ball of fire. It, it meant, that was beautiful. Oh, yeah. the paint job <laughs> on that was absolutely beautiful. But if it had to go that way, in a way, that's the way a cache mm -hmm. called Rings of Fire. It lived up to its name with an yeah. explosion. So. Yeah, yeah, I have one place. actually behind a police station, and I didn't tell the police it was there. And they actually have a camera at their back door that faces right at the cache. <laughs> um, oh wow! 
And it's a three foot by three foot panel on the back of the building. I've never had them say anything to me about it. Um, I think some of them know it's there now, but it looks you know. very official, I guess. That, that's the truth. And all the I've people never, getting into it look official. <laughs> yeah. I've never tried a police department, but I found fire departments are very cooperative. Fire departments actually really like them. I've got one uh, near here that um, not only are they happy that the cash is literally right outside their front door, but they asked specifically if I'd include in the cash write-up um, to let them know to bring the kids and they'll give them a free tour of the fire department and let them ride in the fire trucks or sit up in there and stuff. So they made me put that in the cash write up to include that, bring okay. the kids and then come knock on our door. We'll let you in and give you a free tour, give you more swag. They keep my cash full of swag. I don't actually ever fill it. The, <laughs> the office person goes out there and fills it back up every couple months for me. So fire departments are a great uh, place to get those into as well. Uh, they seem very uh, happy to have us. Plus, they're usually the ones I think that blow them up or at least get them in a secure location if uh, if they're unknown otherwise. Yeah, that's a great family outing to take your kids out there, get to see a fire truck, you know, whatever, talk to the guys. And that's fun. I mean, who, who doesn't want to do that? Exactly. I want a job where I have that much time to show people around a fire truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, this has been a great night. I'm really impressed with all the y'all's caches. I'm sorry that mine kind of came up flat, but uh, <laughs> but I love your caches. Those are really great. Um, we got we're coming up on time. So, Chad, any closing comments tonight? No, just I love the caches. If you build a cache, make sure you send us a picture of it if you want us to share it, or just to uh, we can promote the cache number if you want. Uh, to gadget talk podcast at gmail.com. Um, follow us on Facebook uh, or Instagram as well, gadget talk podcast.com. Um, and uh, any ideas for builds, we can always use ideas. It's very hard to come up with ideas sometimes. Um, so, having, yeah. So, send us, send us any ideas you may have. Also, don't forget to go onto the store. Um, you don't have one of these fancy gadget talk shirts. Um, you can get the, the coins on there, any of the fancy stuff. Yeah, Dave has one on. Any of this stuff supports the bot podcast. Go to the yeah the Chroma. I can't ever say this right. Chromia print shop, uh, <laughs> or just go to the shop on the gadgettalk.com website. Go down to store, uh, and it will take you right to the to the shop. So yeah. Yep. And if you're at uh, Texas Challenge coming up, Chad, Dave, and myself yeah. will be there. So come see us. Uh, you may see some gadgets. We'll see. Maybe. So, I don't know maybe. if I'm going to take too many. Hard to fly. Uh, hard to take any. I know Roomba Cats will be there as well. Which yeah, that's right. Yeah, Roomba Cats is going to be there. Say again, Dave. Sorry. You can take those ones there in the back. I'll walk here. I'm going to bring along. So. Okay. And I, I'm driving, so I got some that are coming. I have. I think some of them may be up in some of the competitions. I don't know. They're, they're, some of them may end up in there some of the competitions. Not 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 the actual competition for gadgets, but some of the competitions for Texas Challenge. So, <laughs> but oh, yeah, what? I think those may okay. be part of it. Um, so, um, but looking forward to it. Cannot wait. Sorry for those that can't go to events, um, but we're heading to Texas because it's some of us that need to thaw out a little bit. And Gary's already got some good weather coming in for us. Looks like for that weekend. So looking forward to that. And then I'm also going to be at Mingo. 
coming up in May. And Chad, are you making it to Mingo? Uh, it's on my list to make it. So unless okay. something happens, yes, I will be there. All right. Because I know we're all looking forward to getting out there as well. Rick, any chance for you making out to Mingo? Uh, we'll see. Turns out that's Mother's Day weekend. So. Oh, is it? Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad my wife's coming with me. Mingo for Mother's Day. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> out in so. the middle of nowhere in Kansas. Hey. Happy Mom's Day. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so, Dave, any any last words? Um, hope to not see last words, final words for tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm you, <laughs> <my last word. laughs> you know what? I didn't show. Oh, yeah, you follow up on that. Sorry, let Dave finish. I interrupted. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go okay. for it. Go uh, so last week we talked about these locks that I found here. Uh, so these are uh, your hitch for your vehicle, your trailers. Uh, locks have been placed. It's a combination lock. And so Derek's wondering how it would, if you could get it through that hole, and you definitely can't get it through there. And then these are our programmable locks, um, and uh, they come out actually fairly easy. So this top comes off, and it pulls right out. So, um, And they come in several different sizes. But anyways, I, I mentioned last week that I would show this, and so I drilled a couple holes in a pipe, and definitely is a secure way to install it. And the nice thing is it doesn't have to be – on the end of the pipe, you could put it in the middle. You could have something that has four or five of these and you, you know, four or five of these locks uh, with different puzzles to get to each one to get to the logbook. So anyways. That's, that's really cool. I like that one. And it looks better. And it does look better than having a padlock hanging from underneath it. Yeah. And it comes with some a rubber cover to go over the combination lock thing. If you use that, but I, I think the yep. first That'd couple finders that would disappear. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, Dave. Uh, no, nothing finished. I hope to see some folks in Texas. Uh, we're kind of going there to thaw out as well and, and <laughs> meet some people because we haven't seen many people lately. Right. All right. Rick? Keep on building. <laughs> I've got four <laughs> in the works right now. All right. Well, thanks, thanks. guys, for being part of us tonight. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Absolutely love your gadgets. Um, of course, Dave, I got to get up to frozen country to get some of those. Rick, I need to get over to Colorado and get yours. I, I just got to go to all three places. Y'all are all spread out. I need to do some traveling. That's all it's to it. So, but uh, thanks to everybody for being with us tonight. And remember to hit that like button on this and share this video. Uh, just really great inspiration. And as I know for us gadget builders, we love being inspired and we love seeing everything that you are all building so we will be back at the sir this is the beginning of march so we'll be back at the last week of march on tuesday and we will chat and i'll be talking about probably those puzzle boxes and see what we can do yeah. about a challenge so all right. all right everyone we'll catch you next time Not bye everybody. thanks